0: Wow, what do you know, it's time for the Pocket Knife Show. Hey, it's Mike on the mic again for another episode of the Pocket Knife Podcast. Be careful. You probably first heard those words from your mom as a kid. You'd run out to play with friends and just before the door slammed shut, you'd hear her warning. Did you pay any attention to this directive? Probably not. You were oblivious to the everyday dangers all around you, heavy traffic, fall hazards, nefarious criminals. Your focus was on more important things, ball games, bike rides, adventures in the woods. During your teen years, perhaps it was your dad who spoke these words to you as you grabbed your car keys to go to school. Be careful. You're thinking, what could go wrong, dad? It's only a mile or two. You aged a bit more, and suddenly you were the one shouting out the advisories. You'd drop a glass bowl on the kitchen floor and cry out in alarm as your toddler crawled toward the shards scattered across linoleum. Be careful! Stop! Then you added 20, 30, 40 years to your age, and new threats presented themselves. As your wife headed out to the store after winter storm, you spoke urgently. Be careful! There's ice on the driveway. Be careful! Be careful! We use these words over and over and over again throughout life. We use them in mildly risky situations, be careful, those pop-tarts are hot, and in particularly perilous circumstances, be careful, that minefield isn't cleared yet. Same phrase, different levels of jeopardy. Jesus at the beginning of Matthew 6 speaks these words, urging watchfulness. It's interesting what he puts his hearers on notice about. Listen to just the first verse of this chapter. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. His words don't sound all that ominous. They seem to be more along the lines of a hot Pop-Tarts notification than of a possible landmine's alert. It sounds like he's saying, don't be such a braggart. God doesn't like self-promoters. But then you notice what the consequences of ignoring his counsel are. Listen carefully to his words again. You will have no reward from your Father in heaven. That single sentence ought to send chills up your spine. It is a solemn warning. If you choose this path, the path of doing things for the approval of others, you'll get nothing from God. No praise, no reward, possibly no salvation. Eternity hangs in the balance. Be careful. What kinds of actions elicit your master's words of caution? Showy acts of righteousness, good deeds done to garner good press, kindness done for the accolades of men. These things do not impress your heavenly Father. It seems, rather, that public displays of piety displease him greatly. Why, you might ask, is God not happy with the good done in these situations? Does it really matter who gets the credit? Yes! A thousand times yes, it matters who gets the credit. A chapter earlier in Matthew chapter five, in a short three-verse section, Jesus speaks of doing good and clearly states who should get the glory when you or I or anyone does what's right. Hear what he says. This is Matthew five, fourteen to sixteen. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I want you to picture a spotlight in a theater for a second. Does it shine on itself? Of course not. It shines on the stars on the stage, it draws attention to the main characters. In the same way, We are to spotlight our God. We are to focus people's attention on him, not on ourselves. When we point people to him, they are drawn to him. And as disciples of Jesus, isn't that what we want? We want people to be drawn to our Savior. We're not trying to hide the good news. We want our friends, our relatives, our neighbors to worship the God who loves them. No one will see God and glorify him, though, if we steal the limelight. Look at me. I'm so good. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. The reason there is no reward from God in heaven for self-promoting behavior is this. In drawing the eyes of the neighborhood to your excellence, you've caused the people around you to miss God's great goodness completely. No one is saved when they see your goodness or mine. It's only God's goodness which can rescue them from sin. So let's point them to him. He is so good. Oh no, it's that I know We've come to the end of the show See you next time.